0: What's up, Happy Tanners? Thank you so much for joining me on episode 37 of the Happy Tans Podcast. On today's episode, we have the wonderful Stephanie Mitchell from Sunny Store Marketing. I'm sure a lot of you have heard of her and read her blog post that she often shares in the Spray Tan Artist uh, forums and the other forums across uh, Facebook. Uh, she shares a ton of great information in her blog posts. They're really, really detailed. Uh, that is what's necessary, honestly, to, to give you the full scope of whatever that article is about, and she's done a really good job about that. We discussed that in our conversation. Not only that, but we talk about the top seven branding and marketing mistakes that spray tan businesses quite often make, and we talk about how you can remedy those. So, make sure to listen in, uh, get out a notepad, jot down some notes. There's also some downloadable and free content that she is offering. I uh, will link to that in the show notes. Uh, make sure you come over to happytans.com forward slash 37. It'll be on the most recent episodes when you're listening to this. As always, the Happy Tans podcast is sponsored by the Happy Tans website builder, the first and only website builder that's dedicated to the sunless tanning industry. Not only does it make your website a breeze, building your website a breeze, It also helps you get found on Google, which obviously in turn gets you more clients in the door. Uh, We have some more training and information coming around that to help you get found online to get more clients in the door. But in the meantime, come on over to happytans.com forward slash website. If you don't have a Happy Tans website yet, reach out to us. I'd be happy to discuss the advantages that you can have over your current website. Or if you don't have a website at all, we have one uh, step-by-step tutorials to help you set up your first website. I know it can be quite overwhelming, so make sure you sign up. There's a video series of about 10 videos as well as some additional documentation to help you walk through that entire process, or we can build the website for you for a one-time fee. Come on over to happytans.com forward slash website. Thank you so much for joining us again. Thanks, Stephanie, on behalf of the entire Happy Tans community for spending your time and effort with us. We truly appreciate everything you do for the sunless tanning industry. Thanks for listening, Happy Tanners. Thank you very much and happy tanning. Hello and welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast. On today's episode, we have Stephanie Mitchell from Sunny Storm Marketing. How are you doing today, Stephanie?
1: really good thank you grant and thank you very much for having me on i'm really happy to be here
0: oh yeah of course of course uh thanks for rejoining us we lost half the interview so we're we're gonna re-record this but it's gonna be better than last time so (laughs) yeah
1: second time is a charm it'll be great but well as we were saying before we'll never really know if it was actually better because the first part was erased so
0: (laughs) well we'll just have to go above and beyond this time how about that Yes. (laughs) Awesome. Well, uh, Stephanie, let me open up the floor for a minute. I'm sure a lot of people that are in the forums and on Facebook groups know who you are, but let me open up the floor and let you introduce yourself. Tell us, tell the listeners a little bit about you and your company so they can uh, be introduced to you.
1: Yeah. So I'm Stephanie Mitchell. Um, My business is Sunny Storm Marketing and we do marketing for beauty businesses. So salons, spas, estheticians. Um, I do, I'm really passionate about marketing. That's my background. Um, so part of what we do is done for you marketing services. So, um, we do Facebook ads, coaching, we do social media management, graphic design, that kind of thing. Um, but a big part of my business and growing is the educational side of things. So, um, I'm really, really into helping, beauty business owners to learn how to do marketing for themselves, um, giving you the tools, the knowledge, the education, and kind of like the inspiration to learn how to grow your business um, through online marketing. As you know, it's becoming way, way more important the online side of things, Um, but it's complicated. Things are always changing. So I hope to be, you know, helpful and kind of an inspiration to, to help you to learn that side of things and growing your your sunless tanning business um and then on a personal note um I myself am Canadian so I'm recording this from Ottawa Ontario I just moved back to Canada from Italy so I was there for four years um my boyfriend is Italian so I was living there and yeah I'm happy to be back on this side of the ocean
0: yeah <laughs> well welcome back to, to this thank you uh, uh, of the pond I guess as they call yeah. it
1: yeah Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're we're glad to have you back, even though you're not in the U.S. But <laughs> Canada will work well. Yeah. I'd like to I'd like to say you you write some great uh, content. I've read some of the blog posts. They're definitely
1: thank really, you.
0: Yeah, really in depth, a lot of good information. But they definitely will go through something you know, kind of from A to Z that you need to do. And I guess a question for you would be mm-hmm. uh, before we jump into some some information about the the beauty business, more specifically about spray tanning businesses. And the fact that it seems like a lot of them are doing, you know, wearing all the hats in their business. So marketing, Mm -hmm. obviously being one of those, is is that what you're seeing as well?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Marketing is one of those things where if, you know, if uh, it's what I studied, for example, I studied marketing in university, and I'm just really interested. I always really liked, you know, the show Mad Men, for example, I always really liked that show, just all the different sides of advertising and, you know, online things. I love that. But there's a very small percentage of the por- of the population that actually is like me. A majority of people just, you know, have a business, just want to get clients come in, want to do what they're passionate about. And marketing is just kind of one of those, ugh, I really don't want to do it, but I know I have to kind of things. Yep. Um, so a lot of times it can seem kind of like pulling teeth. Um, but I always like to say that if you do marketing that you like, so if you focus on the type of marketing that you actually enjoy, whether that's videos, whether that's connecting with people on social media, whether that's writing, Um, you know, each of us has our own skills. And so no matter where you are at in your business, there's always different ideas that you can do for marketing that probably won't feel as painful to you. Um, But yeah, in answer to your question, um, yes, I definitely see kind of not just in the spray tanning industry, but I think in general, um, in the beauty industry, there's a lot more solopreneurs. You know, there's a lot more people, there's more options kind of like Um, salon suites or just there's so many entrepreneurship is on the rise. And I feel like a huge part of having your own business, whether that's a sunless tanning business or anything else in the beauty industry, a huge part of that is like the business and marketing side. Um, so, and there's a gap, right? There's a gap of, this is where you want to be with your business. You know, you want to be making this much money. You want to have this many clients coming in and there's a gap of, okay, what do I need to do to get there? And a lot of times that gap is successful online marketing.
0: Yeah, I agree hundred percent. I'm, I'm a huge advocate for the marketing and business thing. I mean, the whole reason behind the happy tens kind of brand and podcasts is around the business side of things because everybody focuses on all the products and equipment and that, you know, honestly is 5% of the battle. It doesn't make Mm -hmm. a difference. Yeah, I've seen some wildly successful businesses that use, you know, what other people wouldn't use and use these old machines and it doesn't matter, right? They have all the, they have all the marketing dialed in. So it's definitely, it's definitely a struggle. It's a battle and it can be overwhelming. So what we're going to do, Stephanie, you put together a list of the
1: top Mm -hmm.
0: The top seven marketing mistakes that sunless ban- uh, tanning businesses make. And yes, we're going to kind of go through those one by one. I'll let you introduce the topics, and we'll banter back and forth a little bit, and see how we. Yeah, can sure. See how we can help people to kind of uh, bring it down and and make it less overwhelming for them.
1: Yes, exactly. And I also want to say that. When I talk about marketing mistakes, I don't say this to be negative or to make you feel bad about what you're doing. They're called the most common mistakes because everyone's making them, and um, you know even the professionals make mistakes once in a while. Um, this list is mostly just to get you thinking about things that you could improve for your business. I hope that you don't feel overwhelmed and you just maybe start with one or two of the things that you feel would make the biggest impact for your business. Um, yeah, so let's. Start out with number one.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Okay. So number one marketing mistake that I see some less tanning businesses make is not having a unique visual brand and not understanding the significance of branding. So, um, That one I started, I decided to start off with because I feel like a brand is kind of the base of everything everything else that you do online, whether it's your website, whether it's your social media, your email, having a strong visual brand is kind of at the base of that and everything else should be built on top of it. But a lot of people kind of skip over that step because either they don't really know what a visual brand is or they're kind of underestimating the importance of it. So when you hear visual brand, a lot of times you think logo, you know, you think, okay, uh, I got my sister-in-law to make me a logo. Um, And yeah, that's pretty much all I need. I'm ready to get started and ready to put up a website that kind of thing. And I totally understand that. And I think that I used to be in that party too, but a visual brand is so much more than just your logo. So um, it's, it's kind of the way that you communicate your values, your personality, um, your inspiration. And it's a way of also getting people to connect with you, getting your target audience to connect with you. And you do all that visually without saying anything. So, um, we all know that, you know, different colors have different personalities and different, um, you know, if you look at a really feminine brand, that's a lot of like light pink and white and lots of like flowers and their lettering is kind of swirly. You could look at a brand like that. And then you could look at another brand that um, does really kind of like those bold 80s colors, like teal and bright pink. And um, they use a lot of kind of like jagged, rough lettering, that kind of thing. And you. Those just looking at those two different brands, they would have completely different personalities. You would assume that the people who work there have kind of a different, um, maybe a different personality or a different style. you would assume that they're kind of targeting different people. Um, so understanding kind of your personality as a business and then finding a visual way to express that and then attract the right people to you Um it's not simple, but once you kind of figure it out how to do that, it's so powerful because everything else that you do online, whether it's on your website or on your Instagram, um, it gets people to get familiar with that identity and then they kind of associate it with you. So next time they see anything that you post, even without seeing your name or even without seeing your logo, they'll know that it comes from you because they kind of identify that with your business.
0: Yeah, that's a very good point. and And I think You know, a huge piece of that is the consistency, like you said, across Mm -hmm. the website, social, email marketing, whatever you're doing, if it's consistent colors, logo, branding, I mean, branding fonts, and things like that. Yes. Like you said, I can see emails from people. I don't even have to read it. I can tell who it's from without seeing any of that just based off the font or the colors Mm -hmm. or the logo, which is powerful. So you want to, you know, kind of evoke those same feelings and that, and that's what a visual brand is. And, If you had to boil it down and say it can be as simple as, would you say, like the logos, the colors, the font faces and things like that?
1: Yeah I think that the most important aspects of it are a color palette and a font palette. Um, and then of course the logo kind of goes into those things because oftentimes the colors that you use in your logo will be part of your font palette or sorry your color palette and with your fonts as well. Um, the big things that I, the big three things that I would say for people to keep in mind when you're looking at a visual brand is number one, like I said to um, To really make it expressive of who you are, because if it's not meaningful, you know, if the colors that you choose don't really reflect who you are, then you'll just kind of be wishy-washy. And in a few years, when, you know, trends change, you'll feel like your brand looks tired and you'll get sick of it. Um, So just choose those colors carefully. Number two, um, be consistent in it. So exactly like you were saying, be consistent in wherever you are creating something, whether it's an email or whether it's like a graphic or anything, just use a consistent color and font palette. And number three, try to make it unique. Um, so don't just choose light pink and white and kind of that, like, um, swirly font that we've all seen don't just choose that because it's cool and it's trendy and because it's easy because the truth is, is that next year that won't be in style anymore and then you'll be kind of like oh no i built my whole brand around what was cool in 2018 um so try to make it more timeless and try to be unique in it
0: yeah yeah that that's really good that's good stuff and a lot of people overlook that a lot of people may not understand that but it's important to do that from the get-go I think Mm -hmm. Uh, you kind of get people to resonate with your brand and with you and like like we both agree to kind of recognize it without having to completely see it or read it or or whatnot so that's exactly yeah and, and a lot of people are missing out on that even something as simple as a logo it's just you know they're jumping into the business and. Um, kind of going without pe- getting started with the right stuff. So Yes. that's something that can be overlooked. All right. Well, we could talk all day about that for sure. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and jump into number two.
1: Yeah. So number two, this is probably my personal favorite out of all of the different things that we're going to talk about today. Um, so number two mistake is not sharing enough of yourself in your marketing and not being personal. So a lack of focus on personal branding. Um, so this one is especially big in the sunless industry because we have a lot of solopreneurs. We have a lot of people who are just a girl who started a few years ago, maybe, um, maybe starting to build your team, but oftentimes working alone. And the biggest thing that you can do to differentiate yourself from other businesses out there is not, you know, in changing your pricing up is not in posting on Instagram more often. It's not any of those things. What really differentiates you from other people is your own personality. So, you know, that is kind of that's what personal branding all comes down to. And that's what's going to make people connect with you. It's going to help you to build your clientele is having a really strong personal brand. So what that means is understanding who you want to be, To your clientele, so who you kind of want to be in terms of an educator and inspiration. uh, What's your personal style? What's your passion and your philosophy in life? And then making that come through in your marketing. So. Being the face of your business, um, whether that's whenever you post on Instagram, whenever you send out an email, make things really personal. Um, don't make it about your business. Don't, as I say, hide behind your logo. Make it more about um, you as a person, talking in the first person, showing your face, being vulnerable, and talking to people not as a crowd but as one by one. And you'll find that your marketing is so much more powerful when you do that. And I found that for myself as well.
0: Yeah, and you wrote a post about that recently I
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: it was a good one uh and it showed your you know your emails come from you instead of from the business instead of from yeah. storm marketing it comes from you there's a picture of you i think in the footer of it if i'm not mistaken
1: yeah um,
0: and a lot of that's important and even something as small as on your website or in your emails to say i instead of we uh, people mm-hmm. want to do business with a person not a not a nameless uh, business or logo and like you said i mean there's if you're going to just blend in with everyone else, how do you expect to stand out in the crowd? And you're going to do that. Like you said, you're going to have to offer cheaper pricing or more more mm-hmm. items or more things or free this or free that. Yeah. But if you want people to actually resonate with you and with your brand, it's necessary for you to put yourself out there. And I see this all the time in, in the through the Happy Tens websites. A lot of people don't put their picture on there. And I think it should be you know, front and center because i yeah. seeing... They're seeing their clients in a very vulnerable spot. Those people want to know who's going to see them. Some people exactly. are uncomfortable and they want to say, "Oh, you know what? That person looks quote unquote normal to me. That's somebody I could trust to, you know, basically get nude in front of." Versus mm-hmm. if you're hiding behind a logo, you're just like someone that they don't know. So yeah, exactly. yeah. So that that makes a huge difference
1: people are going to choose you based on you as a person. They're not they're not going to cho- you know, we talked before about visual brand and like I said that's that's the base that you should start off with, but building on top of that, you have to share of, as much of yourself as possible in your marketing. Yeah. Um and so in my blog post that I recently wrote, um I got pretty personal because I understand that it's not just a question of taking a picture or doing a video and sharing it on Facebook or on Instagram. It gets a lot more personal than that. It's like people I think are afraid or intimidated to share more of themselves when it comes to their marketing. They they feel more comfortable um, talking about their business and kind of being more impersonal because it feels less threatening and it feels safer that way it's really hard to put yourself out there on your website or on social media Um, so I totally get that it's a struggle that I've had myself but you'll find that if you start taking baby steps to kind of reveal more of yourself to people in your marketing it will come back to you tenfold
0: yeah and I was gonna say and it gets easier every single time like if it's it does If it's just putting a picture on your website first and then the next time it's a picture on social media, then the next time it's a, you know, 20 second video, whatever it is, it makes Mm -hmm. a huge difference. If you, if you start off by introducing your new clients, by sending a welcome email that has a video of you thanking them for picking you, um, choosing your business, you know, that goes a long way and even something something we'll get into later, um, uh, you know, I don't want to give away too much, but about reviews and stuff is like, if you send a follow-up email and say something like that and have a, a personalized video, that's just like, thanks for choosing us. You know, we're a small business. We thrive on this, on reviews and on feedback. So thank you so much for supporting us. You know, there's a reason that small business Saturday, like they do here in the U.S. i S I'm not sure if they do it in Canada, but mm-hmm. then it works because people want to support small businesses Yeah. And support, you know, the Amazons and the behemoths out there. So Yes. It makes a huge difference to, to be personal and, and in the end, people are going to resonate with you uh, for who you are. Even the companies that have multiple employees in the Sunless industry, the, it, you know, it kind of trickles down from the, the person that started it. They kind of set their brand within the business and now yeah. people still see both, but it kind of resonates down the down the chain, so to speak, through the other employees and to the mm-hmm. clients.
1: So. Yeah, it makes it kind of like your company culture is to be more human centered.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and to your point about people do business with people, it's like, you know, for instance, my main business with uh, consulting a website s- stuff, I've you know, I've beat out huge companies with you know 40, 50 employees simply because people want to work with me over them because they're just like the same old faceless organization that's down the street versus
1: me. Mm-hmm. I'm like,
0: hey, here's my picture, here's me. Let's chat. I'm gonna be the one emailing you and talking to you and it's me it's not some random person that you'll never meet so it's it's important to do and it's it's uncomfortable for sure and it's not comfortable for anyone so don't feel like you're different if it's if it makes you nervous or if you're uncomfortable putting yourself out there because everyone is
1: yeah even people who have been like you know doing Facebook live videos for years or like I've been doing webinars and online videos and that kind of thing I still get really nervous and I still feel like you know awkward and uncomfortable and stuff but you know, you get a little bit of positive reinforcement. You see that people actually genuinely enjoy seeing you in your face. And so every time you get a little bit more courageous.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And for me, I've kind of hid behind happy tan some, and I still struggle with it at times because it's mainly a, a you know, a. a industry that's 99% female or whatnot and I'm a male mm-hmm. so it's like are people yeah. gonna push back are they gonna resonate is it gonna be this or that and I probably overthink it everyone that I've mentioned it to says yeah overthinking <laughs> it," but it's the yeah. same it's the same struggle so uh, we're all human we all go through it but um Let's not dwell too much on that and move on to number three, which is one of my favorites, yes.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that you can talk a lot about this one, Grant. So uh, number three mistake is not focusing on getting social (laughs) reviews. Um, So getting reviews, whether it's on Facebook, on Yelp, on Google My Business, or whatever kind of review website um, is important to your region or your country, um, it's huge because it's social proof. I mean, people, there's, there's stats that say like... 70% 70% of people read at least six reviews before deciding to frequent a business, no matter what type of business it is. And we all know, whenever you're looking for a new restaurant, especially you know, if ever you're looking for a new beauty business, restaurant, um, plumber, whatever it is, first thing is you wanna get the recommendation of someone you know. If you can't get that, where do you go? You look to the crowds and you look online and see what their reviews are like on Facebook. Um, So it's really, really important. But sometimes getting reviews is hard because people are lazy and people don't really realize how important reviews are to your business. Um, So yeah, I'm sure that you, Grant, have a few tips about maybe like getting more reviews or some ideas that you can share about that, about that
0: Sure. Yeah. And, and that was one of my, as we mentioned on the call that, that the lost call that dropped off, (laughs) you know, it was my first free giveaway through happy tens was, you know, seven, basically like the seven reasons or seven ways to get more reviews for your business because of how important they are. And like Mm -hmm. you said, people trust, they say 88% of people trust the reviews as much as they do a personal recommendation. So when you can't find a personal recommendation or don't want to ask people, you're going to go to the Yelps, to the Googles, to the Facebooks and look for those reviews. So to be honest, the main way that people are dropping the ball and not doing this is by not asking for them. And while Mm -hmm. technically, you know, per Yelp guidelines and things like that, you're not supposed to solicit or ask for reviews, you know, everyone's doing it. Most people aren't going to go out and do reviews unless you ask for it, unless you send up a follow-up email. Those of you that are using scheduling software, you can send an automated email, you know, 24 hours after their appointment. And like I said, throw a video in there where people can go to a page on your website that says, here's a video of us thanking you for coming. Click below to review us on Google or Facebook Mm -hmm. or Yelp or whatever it is. It doesn't have to be rocket science. But if you don't ask for it, you're not going to get it. And I've seen huge success from people that actually took that, you know, that that quick PDF got to put together, even copy and pasted the email. And, you know, now they have 30, 40, 50 reviews and they're competing, you know, and these are, you know, like you said, solopreneur businesses that are competing with, you know, chain type tanning salons, but that's because they can control it. They're asking for it. And it makes a huge difference. People always say, yeah, they found me online. They found me through my reviews and things like that. So the biggest thing is people not asking for it. And like like we mentioned earlier, people want to support you. So just just saying like, look, we're a small business. These these reviews literally make or break our business. It mm-hmm. means a lot to us if you could take a minute uh, to write something for us. And some people even go as far as crafting somewhat of a review for people and saying, hey, if you don't have time to write it, you can copy and paste this and add your own little two cents mm-hmm. to it or whatever. You know, it, you can go as far as you want, but uh, at least, um, and if you're not using scheduling software, sit down once a day, save a template or a canned response in Gmail, send it out to your the people that saw you that day. Um, and on top of that, I guess we should say you should start collecting your emails from the yeah. show, which we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah,
1: dudes. yeah. <laughs> Just one more thing I wanted to say about social yeah. reviews. I think that... Um, So we we all know how important they are. And uh, you were just saying one of the biggest things is just asking for them. I found myself that, you know, with my clients, I sometimes have to ask them a few times to give reviews and it's not because they don't want to. It's not because they're not happy just because um, they just forget, you know, so sometimes it's a little bit of following up. But another thing that I've noticed about getting reviews is if you show in your marketing that reviews are important people kind of leave them for you, even without you necessarily asking sometimes. So for example, if you have a section on your website called reviews, and you, you know, have links and you and you showcase some of your best reviews, if you leave some reviews in your emails that you send out, so like at the bottom of every email that you send out, you can have like, a little like copy pasted review. Um, If you share some of your reviews on Instagram and on Facebook, it kind of even without you asking, people see these things regularly and then they go to read them and they go to check them out, even if they are a current client. And then, you know, they realize how important it is for you, so they leave one too. So it's just kind of, you know, getting in the habit of also sharing your reviews wherever possible. It it has the benefit of, you know, people who have never actually come in as a client before, it will bring them over. But even current clients, the more that they see other reviews, the more likely they are to leave a review too.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And you have to stay on top of people. I mean, a lot of people are uncomfortable doing that. You know, me personally, I don't mind because it's kind of business to me. I, I think it's perfectly normal those people that aren't going to do it they're not going to do it anyway uh, so be it it's okay mm-hmm. you know you don't have to pester people obviously but you can politely ask and yeah even if you mention it next time they come back or offer some kind of incentive again yelp and google and all of them are going to say don't do that but offer them a discount or whatever because those reviews are going to mean way more than that five or ten dollar discount or even half off 10 or
1: Oh, 10 for sure or whatever.
0: whatever it may be and, and good point to you about saying, you know, you could be featured on our website, you know, with your review or something like that, and people like that kind of stuff. So anything you can do to make them feel even more special than than they do anyway, is can mean a lot and help you get more reviews. But those those reviews are they're huge. I've I've just received an email last week from somebody that was struggling with their business a little bit. Um, They're not in the U. S. But they were struggling a little bit. You know, she went through this uh, business training I had, and part of that was reviews, and she said those reviews have made a huge difference for my business just in the past two or three months. So it was good to hear. I mean, that's something so quote unquote simple, but it, it makes a huge difference.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. it and helps with free. your, yeah. And it <laughs> helps with your Google search ranking too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Th- those of you that, that search and see the maps pop up with the reviews and things like that, that's a Google, my business profile. Uh, if you don't know, just, just go Google that. I guess we could say that one more time, but, um, that'll show on your profile and show the amount of reviews you have. And, and, you know, like Stephanie said, if I'm going to search for a business, I'm nine times out of 10, I'm looking for the one with the most positive reviews.
1: Mm -hmm. And also Google will rank you higher too Mm -hmm. on both the maps and on the regular Google um, search results too.
0: Yep. Yep. Definitely has an effect uh, on that as well. So let's, let's go ahead and jump into number four. We both love this one. I know for sure. Yay.
1: Email marketing. So this (laughs) is like, the subject that I love to talk about and it seems like a lot of people don't like to talk about it and so whenever I chat about email marketing sometimes I feel like I'm like lecturing or um, I'm just talking about something that people aren't super interested in but sure, sure. Uh, I don't care I'm gonna see it anyway
0: <laughs> and let, uh, let me cut in real quick and then, Stephanie I'll just, I'll just kind of uh, talk first and just Kind of preface this by saying that the pushback that I receive from people and you'll you'll I know you'll answer these is um, one I don't have time which I, nobody has time for anything anymore but they're they're always on Facebook or Instagram but they mm-hmm. don't have time <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding but secondly the fact that people say that um, we don't I don't know what to email about or I don't I don't know how to do it or something like that so you'll kind of jump into that I know you're gonna cover the answers to those uh, mm-hmm. but go ahead I just yeah. want I want just wanted to say that those people that are feeling that way, you're not the only one. That's what I get out of almost every single person that doesn't or hasn't tried email marketing yet.
1: Yeah. Email marketing is often pushed down as a really low priority because people hate doing it and because they have a bad experience with it. Um, So majority of salons that I see when they do email marketing, they do it this way. Um, they they collect people's email addresses, um, and then about two or three times a year, whenever it's a slow season, they think, oh, what can we do to drum up business and get more appointments? And they think, oh, yeah, we've got an email list. So they write up a really quick email that says something like, um, uh, you know, fall promotion, uh, 50% off, or, you know, bring a friend and you both get X amount off, or... Um, or these products are on sale. And then it's just kind of like boring email link to book an appointment or link to, um, you know, get a coupon or something like that. Okay. Um, and I think that most people can probably identify with that. And I understand why you do it, but that's not really using email marketing to its full potential. So When you do use email marketing as just like an occasional promotional strategy, whenever you want to have a sale or you want to get people to take an action, uh, people ignore it. People don't like being sold to. And with spam being on the rise and there's so much email spam out there, as soon as people see that you're just essentially taking for granted their email address and you're just sending them promotions, they'll unsubscribe or they'll just delete your emails without reading them. And that's, you know, that's what happens when you do that. And it's not a good result. No one, no one likes that. So instead, the right way to do email marketing is um, to keep in touch with people regularly. So at least once a month. Send out an email that is educational, interesting, and um, increases your personal brand. So essentially, send emails that people want to read and make them really personal. So you could do something like um, when someone first joins you as a client, um, that day they'll receive an email. It could be that follow-up email that we were talking about, um, asking for a review. Um, And then a week later, they could get an email from you just with like a quick photo or a video of you, you talking in the first person, of course, and introducing yourself, saying three facts about yourself that maybe people don't really know, um, and then just sharing things. So from then on on a regular basis either once a week or once a month share something educational so skin tips uh the five best products to survive this summer um three myths about sunless tanning that people don't really know um you know what i learned as a mom and an entrepreneur um, it doesn't even necessarily have to be about spray tanning just anything that you know that your target audience and your email list is interested in that number one number two something that you are passionate and knowledgeable about and number three something that kind of creates a connection between you and other people and your business is in the middle of it of course but the goal of the emails is not to sell something or to get people to book in for an appointment the goal of the emails is to keep yourself top of mind to keep your brand you know in their minds and then when they are ready to book an appointment um you know you'll be the first one that they think of of course and then also they'll be booking more often because they're just thinking of you and they see you as someone who's an expert as someone who is very personable and likable and that that's the real role of email
0: yeah i agree that's that's great and that number four ties back in with one through three at it- it's personal branding there. It's, it's, um, uh, it's part of the brand. So number one and number two, asking for reviews, number three, I mean, all that ties back in. And like mm-hmm. you said, it has to be personal. It can't be promotional. It's going to get deleted. It's going to go to spam. And that's another thing, kind of the whole onboarding when somebody gets on your email list, maybe you have a way to set that up so that they, you can say, Hey, check your email to receive, uh, I don't know, a coupon to receive uh, a special to receive some specific information whatever it may be mm-hmm. just to make sure they get on that list properly to make sure that email goes to their inbox and make sure they add you to their inbox you know because a lot of things like gmail will push you to promotional folders and things like that so that's important to do
1: yes um,
0: and the thing with email I feel like a lot of times people try it and they think of marketing and they think they're reactive because they think oh I need to drum up some business and that's usually when I hear from people I don't mm-hmm. have business this week what should I do Oh, I'm like, what were you doing three months ago? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm sitting on my hand. You know, it's it's and the good thing with email marketing is you can set it up one time. You can go back and tweak it from there, but set it up and it can be automated so much nowadays that, you know, the sequences where people go through and do stuff, it can be overwhelming, sure. But you can also automate so much of it that you don't have to be in there personally sending those emails. You can sit down once a month and knock out you know, emails for half the year. Yeah. And then once people are on your list, they're going to receive those. When they sign up on the list, they're going to receive this email next week. They're going to receive that one. So it's a great way to stay in touch. Mm-hmm. If you do it properly, when you send out those promotional emails, they'll work a hundred percent. They'll work. I know that like Stephanie knows that as well. It's, email marketing is still the most powerful thing uh, out there
1: yes you know, uh, as long as long as you treat people's email addresses like gold so when someone gives you their email address it's so much more valuable than a follow on instagram or a like on facebook and it needs to be treated accordingly so treat those people like friends and treat them like it's an honor to have their email address and don't spam them with promotional things
0: yeah definitely and the, and the best thing even better thing about email marketing there's plenty of paid systems out there you can start with something like MailChimp Mm -hmm. or MailerLite any of those they're free to up to like 2,500 subscribers most of you Uh, that is a huge amount of people on your list you may never get there just depending on how you know how big your community is yeah Um, but you can always move on to other tools but I mean get started Um, there's some training out there you can find stuff on YouTube through Google I have some training specific to, to using Mailchimp and setting mm-hmm. up a list and doing all that for the first time because, it you know, some people have never done it. but Yeah, Mailchimp is good. Out. Yeah, yeah, you can't miss out on it, though. It's it's so huge. It's it's just a, definitely fits on this list.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. People like you and me who are, like, bloggers and create a lot of content and posts and that kind of thing. Um, first starting out, I would definitely recommend Mailchimp. Yeah,
0: yeah, Mailchimp's a good... Good, I think you can get free like you said, if once you have about like five hundred people on your list, you should be at a pretty solid point to be able to invest. You know, I think Convert gets twenty nine dollars a month or something like mm-hmm. that, so It's it's definitely a good thing to do. And there's just different features and things like that. But um, use something for free to get started. So MailChimp, there's no excuse you can get started today. If you, uh, you know, there's trainings out there on how to do it. It's not rocket science. You can figure it out. There's templates in there. They're super easy system to use, drag and drop, you know, email builders and all that stuff. So
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: Definitely get some good points. I I like number five. I'll let you lead that one.
1: (laughs) Okay. This one was kind of a little bit cheeky, um, but mistake number five is falling into the trap of sharing skinny tanned stock photo models on Instagram constantly. Um, so I follow a lot of sunless tanning businesses on Instagram. And the ones that I love seeing stuff from is when they share pictures of their clients who are real people and they share their stories and they share, you know, what's going on in their studio and they share pictures of themselves and videos. And I love seeing that kind of thing. And it really makes me feel like connected to that business. The businesses that, you know, just kind of make me roll my eyes are the sunless tanning businesses that just essentially share pictures of like kind of regrams of Instagram models who are, you know, wearing a skimpy bathing suit and have imperfect, like, sorry, impossibly perfect body. And just, I, I feel like it's so not genuine. Like, I feel like it's so not how most women view themselves. And I know what you're, I know what the goal is. The goal is like, oh my gosh, they think that when people see these pictures that it's like, oh that's the ideal body standard and if only i get a spray tan i'll look like that but like nobody's gonna be duped everyone knows that you know we're all imperfect we all have problems and nobody actually looks like that so that's just it's kind of something that grinds my gears
0: yeah no it does for sure i was talking to somebody that was just starting out their business not too maybe it was a couple months ago now and she just said i'm gonna put pictures of real people on mine and let them know, you know, so, so on and so forth. And I was like, that's a really good point. Cause it is like, first off, it's a, uh, it's obvious when people use stock photography and at some point you have to, to get started, obviously the happy tans website. So we have start off like that, but my hope is that mm-hmm. people will invest, you know, go and go somewhere and find, find a new photographer and give them a hundred bucks to take some real photos of clients. Um, you know, but it's important to show real people, like you said, I think, that's yeah, like, and people can tell like they're not they're not naive to that fact and and they they'll relate to it more, uh, you know they'll they'll relate to it better when they see that it's somebody like them and it's a real person and not a yeah a for
1: sure. Yeah. For sure. I really like, um, blush tan. Cause they, you know, they spend a lot, they invest a lot in photography and models, but I can tell that they try to get like the non-traditional body type models. And it really like, it really does a good job for their branding because I feel like people can see themselves in that a lot more.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, we could talk about that a little bit more, but we can mm-hmm. go ahead and jump into number six, okay. which is. An okay.
1: One. Yeah. Number six, uh, Fear of investing money in Facebook ads and Google ads. So, you know, I say fear because maybe it's not fear, but I just see like a lot of businesses when they're starting out, they hesitate to invest in advertising online. Um, What I think happens a lot of times is that people kind of just like invest five bucks or 10 bucks in like a boosted post on Facebook and, um you know, they put a lot of emotional energy and and a lot of expectations into it, and then they don't get any bookings from it. And so they just write it off. And they say Facebook ads don't work. Yeah. And I see that like quite a bit. Um, I do Facebook ads coaching. And um, I'm glad when people say, Yeah, I've tried Facebook ads, they didn't work, but I want to try again. But I know that a lot of people say they don't work Facebook ads, you know, they, I've tried them, and I've tried everything and they don't work. I think it's just Facebook ads really do work and Google ads work a lot. They, they both work. And it's just a matter of trying, seeing what works, like seeing what other businesses are doing, kind of getting those best practices, just look around, see what other businesses are doing, get some inspiration, and then try different things. Um, put, you know, $5 into it a day, but try like three or four different Facebook ads and see which one performs better. And then Facebook automatically promotes that one more than the other ones. So don't put all your eggs in one basket, try different things. And then one thing that I've been noticing a lot with Facebook ads and this kind of, there's kind of like a theme to this whole list, which is be personal and be genuine. Um, The best Facebook ads are the ones where it's you, either you as a photo or you just talking to the camera, like those are the ones that tend to do the best because they get people's attention and it doesn't feel like an ad. It feels like just a person posting something on Facebook and oh, they just happen to have a spray tanning business. And that just happens to be what I'm looking for. You know what I mean? So Facebook ads do work Um, just because they haven't worked before. doesn't mean that they won't. It's just a matter of like, Getting into that mode of experimentation and not feeling defeated if it doesn't work out right at the beginning.
0: Yeah, and I agree with you. I, the I don't do too much with the, the Facebook's ads. I mean, I know how they work, but not as good as you do. But the the biggest thing I see with people is they they try to boost a post and think they think that that is advertising with Facebook. And, 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 from what I tell people from what I understand is basically that is putting your business out in front of people like it used to be for free now now Facebook can charge for it because their audience is so big like Mm -hmm. that's not advertising that's boosting a post why don't you actually create some type of ad where you're giving away something or doing something that that'll trigger some kind of response versus just boosting a post
1: yeah so um you know the Good thing about Facebook ads, as opposed to just boosting a post, is that like the Facebook ads manager gives you a lot of options for who you target. Um, One of the best ways to get a really good return on investment for Facebook ads is to target people who already know about you. So this is the classic, like, you know, boosting a post to my fans. That's one way of doing it. But a really, really powerful way that a lot of businesses aren't doing is to target people who have been on your website before. So even if that's just like 5,000 people or 1,000 people, if you install something called the Facebook Pixel on your website, Facebook will track those people and then when they go on Facebook, it can show an ad to them. So they already know your business, they're already familiar with you and then they see an ad on Facebook. And that's just that's just one example of kind of the power of Facebook ads.
0: Yeah, it's very powerful. And for those of you that, that haven't done that or haven't seen it, go, go to Amazon, look at a couple items and then go jump on Facebook. And see how many times you see that item again.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. And then, and then the other part of that was Google Ads as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm not a Google Ads expert, um, but I know that Google Ads do work because you're look you're targeting people who have high intention. Um, it's different from Facebook because on Facebook, people are just kind of mind, mindlessly scrolling or they're there to be entertained by their friends. And then when they see an ad, it's almost like a distraction from their intent. Whereas with Google ads, people are actively searching for a solution. And so if they see your ad, they're much more likely to actually follow through, click on it and book an appointment. And the downside there is that Google ads cost more money. <laughs>
0: yeah, Yeah, but it's like you said, it, it, uh, Facebook is kind of a passive thing uh, mm-hmm. versus Google where they' these people are actively engaged and they're searching for something. So you know it may pay off. And again, you can limit the amount of money you spend. you can limit the target, you know, the audience um, that you, that you kind of go after with that, but it's 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 definitely something that you can use or try at least. Um, and those of you that have a new website or whatnot, over time, you know, hopefully your website will pop up organically and you won't have to spend as much on ads, but that does take time. Um, mm-hmm. you know, even as wonderful as the happy Tans websites are, it does take time for any website to come up. So that that's something to remember. but uh,
1: yeah.
0: And you can, again, limit how much you spend. You can target specific people. And these people are actively looking for something, you know, it's, it's kind of like putting an ad in a magazine or a a magnet on your car. Those people aren't looking, Mm -hmm. but if you're you're at a, you know, a meet and greet or business uh, event, those people are actively searching for those services. So it's, it's just a different type of, uh of uh, targeting your your potential clients. Really.
1: Exactly. And then just like the last piece of advice for Google ads, if you're out there and you're gonna and you're thinking of trying them out, the best way that you can get a really good return investment for your Google ads is to make them very specific. So for example, as opposed to um, spray tan Las Vegas, which already sunless tan already sounds very niche. but one way that you could make it even more specific is for brides, you know, yeah. or for like a, a party, like a spray tan party, or bridesmaids, or that kind of thing. If so, if you can make um, different Google ads with kind of different target audiences in mind and kind of like divide up those people, you'll find that you have even more success.
0: Yeah, definitely true. And I yeah, that's something. And something I'll say on that point real quick is that. If you do that, make sure you have a specific page that you send them to on your yeah. website. Don't send them to the homepage, or I guarantee you just wasted your money. That's yeah, exactly. Facebook, Facebook or Google Ads. For yes, sure.
1: <laughs> exactly. That that's the second piece that I was missing. There is yes. the landing pages. So essentially, just make like a really simple, like one page. Mini website just for that. So, yep. like, you'll just show pictures of brides. You'll just have the pricing information about your bridal packages, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, and a, a direct call that call to action that says, you know, schedule mm-hmm. your bridal consultation or whatever it is today.
1: Yeah, so, exactly.
0: Very good. Very good. Well, let's let's go ahead and jump into number seven.
1: Okay, number seven, Grant is the king of this.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, number seven is uh, top top seven mistakes. Here we go. the last one is having an overly complex website that is not expressive of your brand. So, um, I saved this one for last because I feel like, well, obviously Grant knows this one really well, but also because kind of your website is an expression of you. It's everything about you all in one place. And I feel like people hate doing websites, which makes sense because even with website builders nowadays, they like with Wix, they try to make it pretty simple, but it can be quite a headache. Yep. So I get that people just kind of like do it once and then they forget about it because they just hate it. They hate doing their website so much. Um, but it re- you have to constantly... I think visit your website and pretend as if you were someone who's seeing your business for the first time just to get that impression of what do people actually see when they google me because people do their research and they go on your website you know if they see you on Instagram they find out about you on Instagram they visit your website to find out more about you and it's just kind of like everything about you in one place so you want to make sure that your website is doing your business a service and it's speaking to you in the best way possible so i put one of the mistakes is having an overly complex website because i feel like people just kind of a lot of times throw everything everything on there all at once and it's hard to navigate and it's just so much information Mm -hmm. and there's not a lot of clarity and then the second is just a website that's not expressive of your brand which means just just kind of bland and not interesting it doesn't it's not consistent with your brand colors it doesn't speak to you as a person it doesn't you know the language that you use is very like formal and businessy as opposed to you know snappy and cute and expressive of your personality so but i'm sure that you have many more things that you've (laughs) got on there
0: well, you guys can get out your, you know, your your wine and listen to this because I'll talk forever. No, uh, I'll try to keep it short and sweet. But your, I mean, consistency. Obviously, like you said, the ho- the whole branding piece, the whole marketing piece, should be omni, omni-channel, om- whatever you want to call it. Like it should be consistent, same color, same font, same logo, all that stuff. Um, definitely something that's mm-hmm. missing a lot. And then, you know, simp simp a simple website will go a lot further than people mm-hmm. expect. You know, people want flashy and this and that, but it's, you know, the web, the web kind of went through a transition where they had all these cool websites that were built and all these flashy and sliders. And,
1: and, and when that. everyone had like a, cus- a custom um, cursor, like yeah. a little cursor icon. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, everything you could think of. Right. And now it's really pulled back to simple, clean, you know, white space, you know, different things like that. But it's, You want to, like you said, it was a good point to go to your website like it's the first time you've been there because every page on your website is another chance for somebody to find you. You know, if Mm -hmm. they come to the wedding page first, the wedding spray tan page first, do they understand what you offer and all that stuff? If they land on your homepage, does it say that you offer spray tanning or does it say some who knows and have some crazy stock photos or whatnot? Like Mm -hmm. it should be. A representation of your brand and it should be a representation of the services that you offer and who you are so that's that's definitely something that's important um, yeah to, to keep in mind when you're setting it up um, and I think uh, with with the Habitans website builder at least I, we've put together a ton of videos there's like 20 videos but the one of the, the video series I put together is like going through each page and setting it up but the biggest thing is for people that haven't done it before is they get over they get overwhelmed and they don't get started it doesn't have to be that complicated like i tell people have an about page about yourself a service page an faq/pre-tan page and a contact page like that's all you need to at least get started like what yeah. what does people need to know and put it together it doesn't have to be hard it can be short and sweet and <laughs> at least get started though but people still don't want people still don't see the value in the website and even though i put out a blog that says you know this person got 80% of their business from their website. They still don't see that. Like, that's not me. That's this person. That's not mm-hmm. me. Um, so it's a huge mistake to not have a website. Obviously.
1: Yeah, for sure. And even just like, I feel I feel like a lot of people when they're first starting out think that having an Instagram page is enough. And it's definitely a good st- Mm -hmm. But the truth is, is that if you want to get found on Google, you need to have a website (laughs) with, with, I mean, we haven't even gone into SEO search engine optimization at all, but, um, you need to have a place for people to link to you. You need to have a place, um, that's linked from your Google, my business account. And essentially all of the places that link to you, all of the content you put out, everything, you know, every all the value that you create online with your social media and your emails and your reviews and everything and the links and, you know, other websites that link to you all need to go somewhere and that place should be your website. And that's the best, one of the best ways to get found online is to kind of have that SEO in place.
0: Yeah, for sure. And a couple more points on that. Uh, One is a lot of people are surprised by how many, potential clients will cross reference like your Facebook or whatever. Or your oh Instagram yeah. And your website. Um, you know, number one is that. And um, number two is the fact that, you know, people just, people will uh, go to a company based on their websites. So I've had people that create their website with happy tans that had it through somebody else before. And then they'll go and say, Hey, so this person told me they came to me over the business down the street because of my website. And that mm-hmm. is like, People might still think that's not true or might overlook that, but that's a huge thing to, that that makes a huge difference for people, um, you know, having a professional website goes a long way for people viewing you that way versus whatever the other websites, you know, however it may look, or even having a free Weebly or whatever it is, Wix, I don't know, that has the, hey, this website was created for free using Wix, like, that's just not very professional, so.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. definitely. So yeah, we went through all seven of them. Should I kind of just uh, go through them, like the titles of them, just sure. to say what yeah, they yeah. were?
0: And we'll include it underneath, obviously, and we'll, we'll also link to your uh, some information you want to give away as well. But yeah, go ahead and you can.
1: Yeah. Okay. So just to kind of summarize, guys, the top seven mistakes that I see sunless tanning businesses to make that they make. Uh, number one, not having a unique visual brand. Number two, not sharing enough of yourselves in your marketing, so not being personal enough. Number three, not focusing on social reviews. Number three, um, lack of focus on email marketing. Or sorry, that was number four. Uh, Number five, falling into the trap of sharing those impossibly perfect stock photo models on Instagram. Number six, uh, no investing of money in Facebook and Google ads and number seven, having an overly complex website.
0: Yeah, those are awesome. I mean, we could sit here and talk for, for days, but I mean, Stephanie, this has been a great pleasure to, to get to meet you and yeah, uh, over Skype here and then to chat with you about all this information. and like I said you're going to link we're going to link up to some free information that you want to give away or some additional information you want to give away.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be doing a checklist. So, all of the, you know, the things that we chatted about today, I'll um I'll give you guys like a free PDF so that you can go through each one of them with some checklist ideas and points for each one of them just to make sure that your marketing is kind of um really really slick and really uh, essentially on point for each one of these yeah, ideas. Awesome.
0: And yeah, people can find you obviously sunnystorm.marketing instead of dot
1: mark. marketing, yeah, yeah sunnystorm.marketing
0: yeah, and and you've been on the forums i'm sure they know of you that we'll link that below um and they can reach out to you there i'm sure you're on obviously you're on social instagram facebook yeah. and all that yeah um, we can link to that as well but stephanie thanks again thank you grant entire, yeah thank you on behalf of me and the entire community for sharing this information, and we'll look forward to keeping up with you and getting back in touch with you soon, I'm sure.
1: Okay, it's been such a pleasure. Thank yeah, you for having me on.
0: You're welcome. Thanks, Stephanie. Okay, bye-bye. bye